Oh, yes, you're a nice ambience. Right. I like your ambience. You look like you're in a, a psychedelic video. Um, I'm in a psychedelic video. It's fucking great. Mm. Oh, doing drugs, psychedelic video. Yep. I'm popping my, um, my uh, GNC uh, supplements. Speaking of doing drugs in a psychedelic video. Right. So today we're going to be talking about the old forest. Oh, excellent! Chapter six, Lord of the Rings. Uh, the old forest. And it just so happens that uh, there's a famous song called "The Old Forest." Really? And it sounds a little bit like this. Keep taking those drugs. Goldberry? It's, it must be Goldberry. It's not terrible. It's very 60s. It's, uh, from, ni- it's, ni- from 1969. This is not even good 60s. I mean, it's very psychedelic 60s. That's but you think... Okay, for co- for copyright reasons, I'm going to turn this down. <laughs> yeah, God, um, please, and maybe for other reasons as well. Right. But if you listen to the whole production, it's not terrible. I've definitely heard worse. And this yeah. band, it sounds very obscure. Elephant's Memory. I can't. I can't remember. You can't. You have no uh, elephant memory no of this. No recollection of this. They were. John Lennon and Yoko Ono's backup band in New York. Really? They I didn't were. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So they're you not, know, though, they, they were in fact they were called like the Yoko Plastic Ono Elephant Memory Band whole okay, yeah. um, okay. extravagant. You would have introduced them like that. You know what? I can Okay. I'm not You don't have No, to, no, no. Yeah. What I'm saying is like I can see now like with like the little warbling thing where they would appeal to the uh Yoko Ono Lennon Yeah. Uh, sensibility, but that's another connection between Lord of the Rings and uh, <clears throat> and the the Beatles. Uh, around, granted, a roundabout connection, but <laughs> that's a stretch, bro. <laughs> well, it's a stretch in the sense that they wrote. They're obviously, you know, a bunch of crazed hippies writing about old man. I don't know if uh, they're crazed hippies, writing, but yeah. Well, what you don't know that. Not, I, I mean, they look like crazed, crazed hippies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, but but they can be hippies, but not crazed. I mean, you know, it's okay. Very... So, well, they 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 look like they might be crazed, right? I mean, anyway. I I don't have a problem with crazed hippies. I'm not. No, I'm, no, no, that's no. not I, a derogatory I, or a disparaging term. I'm just saying, look at them. Uh, they look. Well, they look like the uh, hippie du jour. Very hippie du jour. You know what I'm saying? 1969 yeah. hippie du jour. I mean, again, it's like, wow. Like, and, oh, that, and, that's and it's how they no It's kidding. how they sound, too. So it's right. like a period piece. Right, But right. it's called I, the old, the song's called The Old, For, old Forest, and it was also in the the um, the movie Midnight Cowboy, briefly, oh. also 1969. Nice. New York, taking drugs. So it's it's a it's a period piece of a time and place. 
Right. Yeah. Are they, uh, yeah, no, I, again, I, I would love one day to, to like look at like a picture like this, right? And, and be like, be there's surprised. me. And, no, 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 no. And be surprised at what I hear. You know, it's like, wow, no kidding. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's pretty much as you would expect. Yeah. But like, if you wow. were to listen to it, it's I've definitely heard worse. It's not it's not terrible, but it's it's right. as you yeah. would expect. It's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's genre specific. Right, right. It's psychedelic. It's very psychedelic. Um, right. But, so yeah, it's called The Old Forest. And it's very, you know, like, trippy, trippy nature stuff. But as we were saying in a, one of our last episodes, the Mushroom episode, the Tolkien mushroom. influenced a lot of these people. But I don't think he would have liked these people. <laughs> like, yeah. Tolkien struck me as a very get-off-my-lawn kind of a <laughs> yeah. dirty, hippie kind of guy. Right. But, uh, but, uh, but can be mistaken. What was the joke? You were like, Christopher, look at that. Look at that swimming pool. Look at that pool. swimming pool. The hippies paid for that. Okay. Anyway. Old forest. So the let's old talk forest. about the old forest a little bit, shall we? Okay. Again, any, any anything struck, you noticed right off the bat? Struck by the weirdness of the chapter, the series of adventures until they get to Rivendell. This is just like another adventure in the old, mm. you know, like on the way to Rivendell. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, um, like, and, and just like meeting Gildor or Farmer Maggot, the meeting of uh, Tom Bombadil, which occurs in this chapter. Um, none of these characters they're meeting are central characters to the to the overall storyline or the plot or the you know they're peripheral characters yeah yeah you know tom bombadil is a, a quintessential peripheral character because he doesn't even feel like he's really part of this world like you offer him the ring and he's like you know i mean this that doesn't occur in this chapter of course but uh no no he seems like almost otherworldly he doesn't really have anything to do or say in in the in the world of middle earth as as frodo understands it or whatever um gildor is kind of on his way out farmer maggot is like an observer like they're not meeting anyone that's really integral to the plot so far it doesn't, and it doesn't isn't there like either it, yeah yeah but but the one thing i noticed really is this is like if I didn't know anything, if I didn't know any better, I would think Mary was the the uh, main character of Lord of the Rings, reading this bit. chapter, because yeah. he's like, he's the man in charge. I mean, he's granted he's more familiar with the old forest, yeah. And he, but he's only he's only thirty seven. He's not old, he's but not he's old. significantly younger than Bilbo at fifty one. Or sorry, at Fro- Frodo at fifty one. Right, right. And yet he's kind of he's taking on a leadership role, and not just because like, hey, I've, I'm more familiar with the terrain. Let's I'm going to take you through the old forest. But when when Frodo kind of starts to nervously sing, Sam yeah, yeah. or, or um, Mary's like, uh, can you cut it out, please? Ixnay you know I mean? on the inging say. <laughs> Ixnay on the inging say, and um, yeah, it just seems like Frodo's along for the ride, and Mary's kind of more taking a leadership role. And I, I know it's short lived, and Frodo obviously comes into his own later but does he, but, but it's does he like really, a very does, Mary, does, it's very much a merry chapter does does frodo really 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 come, i mean again we, we will observe that okay here i'm going to state this not, now not in this I, I, i'm going to state this now okay this is this is what i'm going to like the, these 
chapters that are going to be coming up, right? Yeah. I'm going to like I'm going to do Frodo watch. Okay. Like okay. how much leading does Frodo actually do versus how much of a I don't want to say like a passive bystander because that's not quite mm. correct. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But but you know like how like how dependent he really is on these guys. You know what I'm saying on, on these other hobbits. Well, he's like, de- like, I think he's dependent on them. He, he doesn't. It doesn't feel like he's leading them right now. No, no, no. But does it like like I, I again? I am. That's why I'm saying I I, I am. <laughs> You're waiting for story. a. You're saying you're waiting for a moment where he kind of takes takes the lead role, takes over as where the he, where like like where he's the leader of the to, quest. Uh, yeah, as I mean, again, he is like the like for all intents and purposes, Frodo is build a pony. He's carrying stuff. Oh you know snap! I mean, again, I'm not trying to say that, that was. Like, like, oh, dude, you're we're gonna get hate mail. Again, I am not saying that this is what's going Frodo on. Frodo is built but... a pony. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, no, but... I, I actually, I I kind of agree with you. Do you see where I'm coming from? Do you, here, I mean... I, well, you're just, you're reiterating my point about this chapter. This chapter is Frodo is along for the ride. He's being led yeah. by Mary. And so it's like he's he's a bearer. He's a beast of burden. He's just walking along carrying the ring. Like a build a pony. Uh, man, it sounds you know, cruel, think, but it's kind of true. It's like shockingly true. Yeah, I, like again, that's why I want to like 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 I am going to reserve judgment until we get to right. the end, at least of of yeah. Of, well, um, this might be a bit of a uh, spoiler alert, but I read ahead uh, to the next chapter, House of Tom right. Bombadil. Uh, There's a moment. Where um, suddenly, out of the blue, we'll get there next time, but uh, we'll focus more on it next time. But where, like, Frodo is suddenly inspired to just start singing to Goldberry. Wow. And I'm like, whoa. And then Goldberry's like, wow, you have a, you're silver tongued or you have a sweet voice or a sweet singing voice or whatever. And he's singing like, like, oh, Goldberry. He's singing about Goldberry. He's singing basically. He's like caught up in the spirit of Tom Bombadil and Goldberry and all this right, kind right. of almost mystical, like forest energy that's surrounding him, and right. he just starts singing, and it's and if you're looking for a moment where he comes into his own, it sounds cheesy, but it's almost like at that moment he becomes like, it sounds really cheesy, but he becomes like the star of the show because he's like, he's singing and he's he stuns. I don't know if he, it doesn't mention that he stuns everyone in the room, but he at least kind of surprises Goldberry. <laughs> you know, <there's laughs> like, like a, a blue spotlight falls yeah. on Frodo and he takes up. Dude, the, it's like, like he did. I he did his you on the musky, right? Right. Or whatever. He did his Napoleon Dynamite uh, dance uh, yeah. to get uh, 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 Pedro elected, and uh, <laughs> you know Frodo's up there, like uh, right. You know. Like I'm gonna show them. I'm going to sing, and and then everyone will think I'm cool. Is that yeah? Is that what and says, yeah, because I'm tired of Mary upstaging me. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna show them who's boss, and by who's fact, boss, I'm gonna just it, sing. In fact, in the old forest, Mary is kind of the, the leader. He's like the ranger or the strider almost in this in this right. setting. Um, and Sam, once again. 
is kind of Frodo's minder. He's Frodo's like bodyguard, yet he's more alert than Frodo. And Frodo kind of sits down by the river, and and Sam is like kind of keeping an eye on things a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Should we look at that for a second, real quick? Let's yeah, yeah. Like Frodo, like all of a sudden Sam's like trying to like, oh, I'm too tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are being drawn into the old forest right, against right. their will. So that's something I noticed. Um, well, what, what is it against their will, or are they just kind? Of, like, they're just kind of being led. I mean, I don't know if it's against their will. I mean, they 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 just get lost. Right, right. Yeah. But it's almost like the terrain kind of prohibits them from going necessarily where they want to go. It's like right, forcing right. them down a certain direction. That's how. That's right. the sense I get. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Absolutely. And then they 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 kind of hear this. Is there is there a moment where like Bombadil saying don't stop like like old man Willow is like singing to them or there's some kind of song it's very subtle at the top of the page there now seemed hardly a sound in the air the flies had stopped buzzing only a gentle noise on the edge of hearing that's it a gentle yeah. noise on the edge of hearing a soft fluttering as of a song half whispered that's what i'm thinking of that yes. seemed to stir through the boughs above it's very mysterious and that's right, what right. kind of starts to send them to sleep he lifted his heavy eyes and saw leaning over him a huge willow tree old and hoary enormous it looks sprawling branches blah 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 so it's almost like this like this fluttering song half whispered that stirs in the boughs you know i, I don't know if you've ever yeah. been like a in a willow a willow tree the wind blows all these dangling branches and it just all the leaves kind of slithering up against each other almost as yeah, this whispering yeah. sound and um that's what's putting them to sleep and so it's kind of like singing them a lullaby or singing them a sleep song it's all, right, almost right. casting a spell yeah so um yes yes and, but but go ahead. you know sam again is the one who's like uh like um you know got a little bit I don't. I don't want to say it's discipline, but maybe he's he, like uh, like he's like the bodyguard. He's the one yeah. that's in charge of the well-being of Frodo. So he's he, if Frodo wants to sleep, he can't actually fall. Sam actually can't fall asleep just yet. And because he's watching out for Frodo, he's watching out for Merry and Pippin as well. You know? Right. He's like because like they've already yeah. kind of drifted off, and so Sam is again. So Mary's already distinguished himself as kind of a leader in this chapter. And then yeah. here at the bottom of this page, Sam also kind of takes on a leadership or at least a protective role because he says it says Sam sat down and scratched his head, yawned like a cavern. He was worried the afternoon was getting late and he thought this sudden sleepiness uncanny. There's yeah, no, so. more behind this than sun and warm air, he muttered to himself. I don't like this great big tree. I don't trust it. Hark at its singing about sleep now. Right, so right. it's like singing this like weird incantation spell sleep spell thing mm -hmm. and sam is the one that's like almost more aware of it than everyone else and trying to resist it more than these than the others yeah so, which he kind of yeah. does you know? yeah and um and the, the, it all it almost reminds me like there's a mythological precursor or something like a okay. mythological precursor to something like this like um odysseus and the sirens sing and like like the yeah, idea yeah. that there's a song and it's almost like irresistible and you have to succumb to it. And in, in that right, sense, right. they're succumbing to the song. Yeah, kind of like a succubus. It's like the succubus. It's like the succubus. <laughs> and this tree's going to suck you in, man. It's going to suck it's, you in. That's hot. Um, 
No, but but yeah, no, but again, it's it's like okay, Sam, not to the rescue, but you know, Sam, Sam did his yeah. thing, and and then really the only thing like he like he got Frodo out of he pulled Frodo from saved Frodo from drowning essentially, yeah, right? Yeah, the 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 tree was going to hold him down, and right, uh, and, and then it's kind of like, up. and he and was the first like, person to start like kicking the the tree that had that had grabbed yeah. Marion Pippin. What were you going to say? Yeah. Yeah, but then Frodo's like, yeah, I mean, Frodo did go and like, like, help, help, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> he was saying help. Well, I mean, he, but they they actually returned to that later. They're like, did you like Tom, Tom Bombadil? Did you hear me calling for help or did you just happen to be wandering by? And later they have this discussion and Tom's like, yeah. oh, I just walked by. You're like, but I knew, but he said, I knew you were coming because the forest, uh, assuming what? Maybe he was talking to Maggot. I mean, like Maggot, I, but it, I think the assumption is that the trees told him that they were coming, right? Which again, so he kind of like, yeah, he knew I, he was aware of their presence. So he, I mean, oh yeah, yeah he, he he's so in tune. He's the master. He's so in tune. He of, is the with master. The, the master. But but like I said, but th- that's like the one thing though too that 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 again, it's like he happened. To, uh, uh, okay, so so. Like coincidentally, he's walking by, right? Right. And he's able to save him. But well, he knew. I don't think it's coincidental. But, but what, he knew no, they what were I'm, no, what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is, it's like it's seemingly coincidentally, seemingly right? and coincidentally, then, and it, like in this chapter, and then in the next chapter, um, it is explained. You know, he he does explain that you know mm-hmm. um, that yeah, I was walking by. I mean, you know, I'm, or whatever. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, but yeah. It, th- th- that that's addressed, unlike. A certain show that we won't name. Exactly. Um, that any kind of coincidental stuff is never fully explained. You know, at right. least like you know, like Tolkien, like if the, if there was something that was fortuitous, he would always kind of like uh, he'd have a logic behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, he's, um, he thought this story through so many different ways till Sunday and like back and forth and with all the mythological background that. I feel like anything that happens in a Tolkien in the Tolkien world, uh, there needs to be a causal relationship with well, something else that happened. Like, right? Like it can't just be oh the, he t- oh like in certain shows that uh, won't be named. You know, you have certain main characters that won't be named swimming in the middle of the ocean, right? And they, running into other main characters that won't ex- be named. <laughs> For no reason, it's never explained, and, and that the would exact, never. The exact uh, character that that sh- that uh, a certain unnamed character has been looking for for yeah, right, right. But but and none, yeah, of the, and no, none of that will be named or or explained. But Tolkien, you know, you can't just have a coincidence. Bombadil is walking in that area probably because he's getting word of their presence from all his tree spies. Right, right. But here's the other thing, though, too. Like, so when you look at like, but there are like coincidences. That, not that they're not of any consequence, but like when 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 uh, they ran into Gildor, right? Right. It wasn't like, hey, we're like, I mean, he happened along, like that that group, the the band of elves happened along, right? right? They kind of saved him, but they kind of didn't. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah, and, it's not and that it things was, don't happen randomly; they do. Right, but, right, but but but, but, but major but again, events don't happen randomly. Right, but like like yeah, I mean, but there's like that that could be like okay here's this coincidence that's you know or you know this is a fortuitous meeting cool 
but when when Bombadil came along, they it was explained like where mm-hmm, these these mm-hmm. the hobbits aren't lucky all the time. You right. know, what I'm running saying? into Which, Gildor was about as is about as fortuitous or coincidental as as the fox running into the hobbits. Remember when the fox kind of goes by? Yeah, and yeah, says, oh yeah. look, sleeping hobbits. It's at that level running into Gildor. That he just happened to be walking by, right? Um, or I don't know, maybe he had, maybe he had word that there were hobbits in the neighborhood. Okay. Um, so yeah, Sam's kind of the hero of this scene, uh, or he tries to be, uh, it, it, he's unable to get by his own powers, unable to get those trees open and get extract Mary and Pippin. Right. Um, but, but honestly, like Frodo couldn't have done that either. Like they, it was beyond their it was, power. Right. Right, so it was fortuitous, although it was explained that Tom Bombadil, probably the only person that could have saved Merry and Pippin, just happened yeah. to be walking by. Um, actually, we sh- this is you'd think that this was the scene from the Old Forest to Old Man Willow, but um, Jackson, really isn't. this is in the extended Fangorn Forest cut. Yeah, but it's basically ripped from from the chapter. Uh, the old forest right right but he puts it in fangorn jackson does they actually put this scene to use although inst- and and then here it is instead of um bombado walking by in jackson of course being in fangorn who should walk by and save them from old man willow of fangorn but our good friend tree Treebeard. <laughs> so it's like tree beard serves the same purpose as a bombadil. Now, I also want to mention something, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is actually this scene in the Lord of the Rings uh, Old Forest when they mm-hmm. fight the old man Willow, basically. It's the first actual confrontation with a malevolent being, like a physical confrontation. I mean, they're kind of running from the Black Riders. But this is the first time they're ever they're actually like throwing punches, basically, or throwing. Yeah, kicks yeah, yeah. Well, that's to, again, to that's something that wishes them harm. Right, but that was like the point that I was making, which is like with with you know with Bombadil just stumbling across and the, him saving their life, essentially, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and and it wasn't like oh, he just kind of was there, you know, like oh, he was just there, he just happened to be there, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? So it's, yeah. again, but yeah, this is the first I mean, time Mary, they actually. Mary Pippin could have died here. I mean, yeah, this is like right. a this is a serious. Oh, they attack. all could have died there. Yeah, this right. this was like the this was like the first oh, indication. Right. They, that I mean, if the of all those, if the living or half alive trees of the old forest had ganged up, and they probably would have uh, killed the hobbits had had Bombadil not come by and kind of interceded on their behalf. Yeah, um, but I think th- does is it not the case that. The first physical kind of encounter that Bilbo has in The Hobbit is with the trolls. Yeah. yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Um, so this is like the, yeah, first, the yeah. first encounter for Frodo is these trees. Yeah, this is a high that. danger chance if, uh, as it would uh, uh, like th- this is basically I was going to make a hockey reference. but I can't Oh, I thought you were going to make a Dungeons and Dragons reference. They have to no, like, no, roll no, no, a, sa- no. a saving This is like the first time they had to do a saving throw. A saving throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, saving that's throw what versus, I thought you were going to uh, say. <laughs> sleep spell. But yeah, this is absolutely like, oh, like Sam made a saving throw, right? Frodo, Merry, and Pippin did not. So it's right, probably right. a good thing that, uh, you know, then they're like, uh, I'm going to go and uh, 
I'm going to go and uh, get uh, Frodo out of the river. Okay, roll the, roll the dice. <laughs> You're successful. Cool. Great. Sweet. Like, what are you going to do now? It's like, I'm going to yell for help. <laughs> no, what are you going to do now? I'm going to find fire. I'm going to find – okay, start lighting fire. Roll. I got dice here somewhere. Like, okay, uh, no, it doesn't work. Like, we they're should... starting to swish them. Okay, well, what do we do now? It's like, well, I, I'm going to call for help. Okay, roll. 20 the perfect guy comes along so like (laughs) (laughs) and next thing you know bombadil walks by so hey y'all want something to eat (laughs) i got but you know though but but, feather beds it's like right but bombadil was down by the river getting water lilies for uh, goldberry so it does make sense that he would be down by the river i mean it would it would you know yeah well that's just his that's just his like front yard basically right right but i mean again they they gave a reason for him to be like tolkien gave a reason for him to be at the river he was getting water lilies for right. goldberry which he probably does know? every day um some of these characters like tom bombadil i feel like he probably invented and th- does does he feel a little bit shoehorned into the story to you yeah i think he is absolutely shoehorned into it because bombadil i think existed before before Lord of the Before Rings, Lord I think of the they, Rings. Yeah, I think, I think they, he yeah, did because so, some of his his some of his earlier poems, really early poems, I think, like the uh, yeah, 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 Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadil, yeah, yeah, precede probably even the Hobbit. Right, right. I would have to look that up, but um, no, I've looked it up. Yeah, I mean, it, like, like this was an ad. I think probably to put Bombadil in into Middle Earth, like mm-hmm. like once and for all. I, yeah. Again, I mean, yeah. Um, the next we, we've chapter, got, obviously, right is, now, like right now, there's someone just like yelling at the screen at us, like you, you guys are stupid. Well, if we haven't, <laughs> like, you don't know anything enough. about Bombadil. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's there's videos out there on Bombadil, and obviously, you yeah. can research it, research him all day. The next chapter is specifically more about Bombadil, so we'll we were going to save our deep dive research on bombadil till the next chapter but okay so but but, but i have done deep dive bombadil uh ish ish, 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 yeah. ish. and uh yeah he's, he, old, he's like, old and he was a bit shoehorned into the story he feels any old. of the adaptations right that um that are worth a worth a crap you know other than like, yeah. like oh look at that yeah you know, like uh bombadil is kind of just not not part there of it because yeah i mean you really can Mm. You know, like I said, the, the the biggest thing that Bombadil, again, hurries him up a little bit more towards um, what, what I mean, what do we find out about Bombadil? You know, that he's he's pretty much all powerful ish. Right. Yeah. You know, he's but, probably but a Maiar he, he, of, of yeah. sort. Yes. Yeah. He's like Father um, Christmas. One thing I, I noticed, like um, I know that um, Tolkien was really influenced by Arthur Rackham's drawings, drawings, you know, right, Arthur right. Rackham this right. kind of stuff right and y- you see in and i I'm, I'm pretty sure i don't know if there's pr- like scholarly precedent for this but like the the trees in rackham drawings see that face in the middle yeah, that I center do. tree like a, a lot of trees in arthur rackham's drawings look alive yeah, um, or at least they've got some kind of uh, sentience. Yeah, sentience, or or like in this case, kind of um, slightly ominous and uh, overbearing. Like, oh, watch out for that tree, right. uh, and especially this one. These these could probably be ants. 
And a little goblin. A little oh, goblin. But I think these are from like um, Arthur Rackham's Grimm's Fairy Tales that he right, illustrated. Right. So, yeah. Uh, quick question. So, so don't these look like Ents, though. I think Tolkien. They do. They do. And, and, and they it preceded. And I know Tolkien was a fan of of Rackham. So I think like the whole when I when I see the old when I hear, uh, think of the old forest, I think of these kind of sepia tones. Right, right. In, in Rackham. Okay, go ahead. So, I wonder if there is anybody that that I mean, speaking of Bombadil, that 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 Tolkien uh, modeled uh, his speaking speech pattern after, because I know that with Treebeard, and mm. I, as we'll get to this later, that he did, and we'll I'll. You know, oh yeah. Not, did you know that? No, who did he model his uh, Treebeard speech pattern? C.S. Lewis. Oh right. I think I must. I might have heard that somewhere, but yeah, that's yeah. cool. But I wonder if like Bombadil is kind of like that, where like you know you have like a voice in mind as you're writing this, uh, this, um, you know, this character. Yeah, you know? yeah. He just seems like um, I don't know. It just seems like in English folklore, there's probably a lot of these kinds of tripping along the country lane without a care in the world, the wind at his right. back. These hobbits are awfully lucky, you know. Three three baths in Crick Hollow, and now these nice be- beds. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Bombadil's magic, and uh, one of his uh, is like I can summon beds. <laughs> it's like Tolkien just likes you know when he's describing food and kind of the pleasures of like a co- cozy bed or a nice hot bath yeah. or or you know he's just like he's like just writing about things he likes. Like yeah. oh, wouldn't it be nice to just have a nice bath and then a bed? Oh, I'm getting- Oh, I'm getting sick of writing about these little bosses. <laughs> I've got a bed. <laughs> let me write about. Let me write about a nice feather bed right now. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, that's good. See you next week, yeah. guys. Bye. Hit mesh. <laughs> Take your sting and hit and stab the the the. I don't know. Smash the like button with glamdring. Like button. Yes. Smash subscribe. All right. Bye.